Hi, it's Tuesday, and this is Allegro with your weekly dose of modern life. Healthier, easier, more fun. On today's show, I'm going to talk about momentum, why you want it, and how to get it. Then we're going to have a friendly chat with my friend, award-winning documentary filmmaker, Jeff Springer, about how he keeps himself motivated on projects that take years to complete. Then I'm going to give you a fun, easy gift-giving tip for the holiday season. All this and more after this brief musical interlude. See you after the tunes. We're back. Now, a quick note before I get into momentum. Since this is my first official show, I just wanted to address my name because it is rather unusual. The true pronunciation of my name is Alegre, which means happy in Spanish. However, since I live mostly in the English-speaking world, and <laughs> let's face it, even my grandmother can't roll her R, I usually pronounce my name Allegra for the simple reason that I dislike it when people say Allegre because it makes me think of the color gray. And I'm not gray. There, great. I'm glad we got that out of the way. And now into momentum. So the reason I want to talk about momentum in my first show is because it is mid-December and it's that time of year when people start putting off goals and putting off activities and thinking, oh, well, I haven't done, I haven't made any progress on this thing that I was working on, so I'm just not even going to do anything the next couple weeks and I'll just get started in January. And what I want to say to you is, don't do it, because you know that what you start out thinking it's going to be January 1st when you pick up again, but it's not. It's going to be January 15th or January 21st or January 31st or maybe even February. And momentum is so key because think about when you're riding a bike, okay? Think about when you start riding a bike on some flats and you get going and you have to give it that little extra push, but as soon as you get going, it just spins really easily and fluidly. And let's say you come to a little hill and because you have momentum, you go up and over that little hill easily. Versus if you have to start biking on a hill, think about how hard it is to get that bike going. Okay, so maybe you haven't accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish this year. But if you stop now and don't start again until January or even February, it's going to feel like you're on a hill and it's going to be that much harder. Versus right now, maybe you have a little momentum in your favor. Maybe you've, maybe you've made a little step. Maybe you've purchased that camera that you always want to learn to take pictures with. Maybe you've signed up for that accounting class because you're so interested in accounting. Whatever that first little step you've made, keep going. It is so much easier to keep your bicycle wheels spinning than it is to stop and start. Entrepreneurs learn this lesson really quickly because there is nobody pushing us forward except for ourselves. And what I have found as an entrepreneur of over 13 years is that it is so much easier for me to just keep going and keep doing a little bit every day than it is to stop completely. Now, what does that look like? Yes, I'll admit it. Sometimes I do a little bit of work on the weekends. However, I am also very good 
at compartmentalizing so that when I'm with my family, I am 110% with my family. I do not look at my phone. I am not making notes. I'm not working on the side. I am 110% with them so that if at the time my daughter goes to bed, I spend 30 or 45 minutes or even an hour doing a little work, I feel absolutely fine with that. And I'm keeping momentum going. Now let's just say that you haven't started anything. And so you haven't accomplished anything you wanted to do and you haven't even made the first step. You haven't signed up for the class, you haven't bought the camera, whatever the case may be. Well, this is where I have a little checklist for you. If you go to my website, smarturl.it slash new year checklist, all one word. I'll say that again, smarturl.it slash new year checklist. If you go there, you can download, you have to sign up for my list and you'll get a new year checklist that will help you develop momentum. Now, see, here's the thing about momentum. Momentum doesn't just have to be in the field that you want to work in, right? So as I was saying, let's say you're really interested in photography. You don't have to do something photography related to get a little bit of momentum. You see, because success breeds success. So sometimes what I like to do when I am stuck somewhere with something I'm working on is I will get momentum somewhere else. I will clean off my desk, I will clean out a closet, I will do some painting, I will do something that makes me, that makes me feel productive. And sometimes that will then give me that boost of energy or that inspiration or something to move forward somewhere else in my life. So check that out and check that checklist out and get some momentum into the new year. Hello, Legger. Hey, Jeff Springer. <laughs> Good to talk to you. Well, world, I am here with my friend, Jeff Springer. Jeff and I go way, way back. We've known each other a long time. <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been now, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's officially been more than half our lives at this point. Wow. Okay. That's Isn't amazing. That crazy? Yeah, that's amazing. So... Today on the segment, I'm going to talk with Jeff because he's someone that I consider to be a flamethrower, which is someone who inspires me and I think inspires the world. And so I love to interview people like Jeff so that you can find out that he's a real person and see how he does what he does. So Jeff. Yeah. In... It's an honor to be a flamethrower. Yeah, flamethrower. <laughs> a non-destructive flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So tell us in, you know, 20 words or less, what you do. Um, well, I'm a documentary filmmaker, so I, um, I do feature documentaries, which, you know, take a long time to do so that, you know, every four years or so manage to get one of those out. But um, and uh, the real bread and butter is also doing a lot of videos for nonprofits and for corporate clients and um, sometimes like educational things. And so those are done in a documentary style, but with um, the purpose of either raising funds or, or teaching people about things or, you know, even in telling people about some new product that a company might have. So you're in it for the big bucks, right, Jeff Springer? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't do this for the big bucks. And, and I, I just um, I was just at a documentary film festival in New York, and I think one of the great things about meeting documentary people is they're usually always 
really interesting people and they're doing crazy interesting things that are really inspiring but but also they're just like very pure people in the sense that they're really doing it for the right reasons i think you know so um it's really you know uh because of passion and and just an interest in the form so so i just want to praise you a little bit jeff just recently jeff and his producing partner chris metzler who's also a friend of mine just released a new documentary called rodents of an unusual size and it's not about the princess bride (laughs) (laughs) as one might think so can you tell us a little bit about what it's about well it's actually about rodents of unusual size which um are um, in this context um very large rodents in louisiana so these are um they're called nutria and they were originally from argentina and they were brought to um Louisiana and many other parts of the world in the United States in like the 30s and 40s. And um, of course, why were whenever they, brought? You, why they were brought for fur farms. So they actually it was kind of a get rich quick scheme where you could bring these these giant rodents to, and raise them in cages and then, you know, sell them for their fur, their pelts. And when you and, say giant, what what size? Give um, us. T- um, the average one is between 15 and 20 pounds, but they can get up to be about 35, 33 pounds, about something like that. So that's like a small to medium sized dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. They're pretty large. Yeah. Okay. And Jeff did a documentary. I just want to praise this documentary called uh, Plagues and Pleasures of the Salton Sea. I had the distinct pleasure of watching many, many hours of raw footage. <laughs> When he was putting it together, and if you go to IMDb and you read the reviews about Plagues and Pleasures of the Salton Sea, it's <laughs> amazing because people wrote like one-page reviews, and there's how, <laughs> how many of them are there now? I mean, there were dozens and dozens last time I checked. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it always amazes me how much time people put in and when they get really passionate about a film, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know how much it is now, but, um, but yeah, it's always nice to see when people really appreciate the film. So Jeff and Chris Metzler have won tons of awards. Their films are amazing. You should absolutely watch them. They are, what I think is interesting about your documentaries is that they are quirky and funny in a really unusual intellectual way while educational. Would you say that's kind of your style? Yeah, I mean, I think it's also, um, it's just, I think, it's, it's what I enjoy doing in the sense that you can talk about an important issue, but if you do it in an, you know, entertaining and, and sometimes funny way, I think that's able to bring in more of an audience in a sense. And it's also just kind of what I like doing. Like, I think there's always humor in life. Um, and it's never like at the expense of the people that we're, we're making the film about, but there's just, you know, life can be kind of funny sometimes. Like it's kind of funny that, there's giant rodents that are causing coastal erosion in Louisiana and making, uh, you know, so it's just, a, it's a unexpected um, part of life and, and, and this environmental issue you never expect. So I think those are the kind of issues that I'm naturally drawn toward in the first place, but it's a nice side effect when people can, can be drawn to a movie for its quirkiness and then, you know, actually learn about, you know, the threat of hurricanes in Louisiana at the same time, or, you know, the threats that the salt and sea poses. So. Right. I always feel like I've been entertained and educated mm, when yeah. I watch your film. Oh, success then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff. So the reason why I really consider you a flamethrower is because you embark on these really long-term projects 
which I think is something that is challenging for a lot of people. I think maybe it's because our culture is so focused on what can I do quickly and instant gratification, but you work on these projects that span years. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people on, like, how do you keep motivated? How do you keep your eye on the prize when the prize is so far out? Yeah, it's real. It's super challenging. And, you know, and, and you never think it's going to be as long as you do. I mean, with this last project, we, um, it, you know, I thought it was going to be a year earlier, even when we were getting close. And then, you know, things happen and things get delayed for various reasons. And so, I mean, the thing that I've always found that really helps is to be able to work on smaller projects in between. And I think that's what, when I talked about more the, um, you know, doing videos for nonprofits or corporate things or educational stuff, it's, it's like those are, you know, you go shoot for a day or three days or something and you edit in a few weeks and it's done. And I think that not only is that just a, you know, the bread and butter of just, you know, being employed as a filmmaker. It's also for me a place to, um, you know, have small successes that, you know, you get, you get things done and they happen quickly. And I think those are what help you keep motivated in the longer uh, game. And also it's a place for experimentation as well. I think that, you know, doing a lot of smaller projects enables you to kind of experiment with things that you might bring into your longer projects. So um, that's what helps me. Nice. Thank you. Okay. So now I'm just going to turn the tables a little bit and have you, do you have a question for me that you want to ask? Me? Um, I have, so I was recently told I have high cholesterol, which I'm really surprised about. So I'm just like trying to figure out like how to address that issue. And it's like, I always wonder about like, okay, things like, you know, um, meat and things and meat and dairy, is that just to be completely avoided or, you know, um, and what's the best way to handle that situation? Oh my gosh. I'm not a nutritionist. <laughs> just you know about food though. <laughs> I do know a lot about food, but you know, cholesterol, there's genetic factors and then there's dietary factors mm -hmm. and there's environmental factors. Do you, are you exercising regularly? Um, I, I go in spurts, so I, I have good. So that would be a no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause if you were exercising regularly, you would have said, yes, Allegra, I'm yeah, exercising regularly. No. <laughs> well, it's funny cause I just went on this bike trip to Europe and I was like biking all the time and I was like really regular, you know, um, training a lot for that. And then the thing with the film happened and I just went into total, you know, uh, stay in a room all day. So it's kind of changed recently. Okay. Well, you know, as you're not doctor, go exercise regularly and then let's chat. Again. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but one thing, but you know what? I'd love that you brought up cholesterol because it allows me to share a really interesting point, although it doesn't help you because this is about women, mm -hmm. but this is an interesting fact, which maybe I'll give you an idea for a future documentary. Did you know that women use cholesterol to produce hormones and that one of the reasons why cholesterol goes up as you age is when you enter menopause hmm. because you're not using that cholesterol. Oh, and okay. That, yeah, because you're no longer using it to produce these hormones. Mm -hmm. And that an interesting thing, an interesting way to remove cholesterol from your body is by donating blood, right? Because it's in your bloodstream. Oh. And so by donating blood, it forces your body to make new blood. Mm -hmm. And so... Anyway, I just think that's an interesting fact. Wow, the, does so, that work for men as well, or the donating blood thing? Again, not a nutritionist, <laughs> not a doctor. You go look that up okay, yourself. Okay, I will. And let me know All right, what happens. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, and in the meantime, Jeff Sperner, how would someone find out more about 
you and rodents of unusual size and salt and seas what's your urls and all that kind of stuff so um you can rodents of unusual size tv is is for the film um we haven't done so much on it yet because we're just starting our festival run um and we'll have a broadcast sometime uh next year um you can go to tilapiafilm.com which is the, the company that chris and i run um or uh join us on facebook we have um, w- um facebook pages for uh rodents of unusual size um as well as uh the plagues and pleasures in the salt and sea so awesome thank you so much jeff springer and thank you for listening to my podcast today and be sure to subscribe so you can get notices about future yeah podcasts. well thank you very Bye. thank you very much allegra nani ramos <laughs> Bye, okay Jeff. thanks all right bye coming up next an easy gift giving tip we're back you know it's the holiday season and i know there are a number of people in fact one of my best friends is one of them who don't really enjoy this time of year because it just feels so stressful so i have two tips for you on how to make the holidays more fun and easier for you tip number one is simply a reminder, a frame of mind to adopt. Remember, the holidays are supposed to be fun. So if something about them is not fun for you, feel free to say no to it. For instance, I didn't do Christmas cards for years because I didn't think they were fun. Now, when my daughter was born, I suddenly wanted to do Christmas cards, so I added them into my holiday tradition. Back when I was single, I used to have a lot of fun baking Christmas cookies and sending them all over the world to people as a way to show them that I love them. But now that I have a family, that's not so easy, not so fun. So guess what? I don't do that anymore. And I recommend doing this for whatever you're planning, any sort of event, any holiday, any time of the year. In fact, I tell this to people who are planning their weddings all the time when they're feeling stressed out. I say, if it's not fun, don't do it. In fact, for my own wedding, I wasn't interested in picking the flowers. That just was another thing I had to do and I didn't want to do it. So my mom, who loves flowers, happily took it off my plate. She enjoyed herself. I felt less stressed. It was wonderful. Okay, so only do what's fun. The holidays are supposed to be a time of fun. My second tip has to do with gift giving. I once heard this idea and I loved it. For each family member to get something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. It's such a great, easy ritual and a reminder to be conscientious about your gift giving. And it's what we do in our family. And I've really enjoyed it. So there you go, two easy tips to make the holidays easier and more fun for you. So thanks for tuning in today. I am so excited about the podcast. I have so many ideas, but I wanna hear from you too. So if you would like to quote unquote call into my show, go to anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, and you can call in and I can play the tape on the air. Or you can send me an email at hello at allegraramos.com, A-L-E-G-R-E-R-A-M-O-S.com. And if you thought my show was fun or useful and want to hear more of it, then please let me know by sending me a tip through Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Allegra, A-L-E-G-R-E. I have different reward levels there for every level of patronage, and I really appreciate knowing that you appreciate me. So until next time, I'll see you next Tuesday for your weekly dose of modern life, healthier, easier, and more fun. We'll be talking to my friend, actress and entrepreneur Kim Hawthorne, who portrays Carissa Greenleaf on the Oprah-produced drama Greenleaf, which is up for an Image Award. Until then.